Welcome to Worst Take the Sports Show. Fellas, introduce yourselves. What up, man? It's your boy, Doughboy, Doey Pennington. I don't know why I'm calling myself that, but I'm just an average nigga <laughs> talking sports. So it is what it is. <laughs> and I'm gonna hit this goddamn weed. <laughs> uh, you know what it is. My name is EQ, the light-skinned superhero. Together we make Voltron and make the Worst Take Sports Show. Let's get it. And my name is Triune, I'll be your moderator for the day. Um, so let me get into some PSAs quickly. If you have not seen Worst Take, understand that this is a sports show that covers all your hot sports topics, except we uncut, we get to it. Um, if you're watching this on the Worst Take page, if you're, if you're not subbed, sub. Come on. Like the video and please leave us a comment. Even if it's not sports related, just leave us a comment on what you think about the show. If you are on the I Am Doughboy TV channel, do all of the same and subscribe to the I Am Doughboy TV channel. And there will be a link in the description for you to subscribe to the Worst Take page. So make sure you go over and do that. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into our docket for the day, fellas. All right. So LeBron is slated to come back this week. This is shortly after AD's return. Are the Lakers running out of time to jail? And how do we feel about them heading into the playoffs? I'll start with you, Doughboy. Um, I, I got some real concerns, man. I, and for the first time this season, I got legitimate concerns that we, the Lakers, because I am a new Laker fan, we might not make it to the finals, man. I'm, I'm just nervous, bro, because what I seen from AD last week, I was like, bruh, he looked wild, rusty. And then LeBron coming back because of the season and how like they've been having to rush and they're not getting proper rest. That's why I think we're seeing unprecedented injuries just because people ain't conditioned because they're not playing how they know and it's just really showing up so i got some serious concerns um mentally i think that they are the mentally strongest team so i think that that will pay dividends but um hopefully we could just take these last few weeks and gel as much as possible but if anybody can it is lebron and the lakers but i ain't a little scared i ain't don't know what's about to happen uh-huh. <laughs> Q. Nah, man, not worried at all. Um, what is it? They have like 12 games left or something like that after mm-hmm. LeBron comes back is like the estimated amount. That's more than enough time. You know, Anthony Davis has some rust that he's getting off uh, right now. Has I, I like the fact that Anthony Davis is playing aggressive. It shows me that he wants to, you know, ramp back up to his full self. Uh, he just hasn't shown it. But LeBron coming back, you know, a few games after AD's had the chance to do that, I think is important. I think they have enough time to gel. Um, and I mean, hell, they've still been one of the best, if not the best defensive team in the league, even without LeBron and AD on the floor, which Frank Vogel, credit Frank Vogel, man, him, him and his staff have done an incredible job. Um, but no, nah, I think that this is this is the perfect amount of time. They're still going to have more games played together this year than the big three in Brooklyn. So I'm not worried about it. I don't see it being a huge issue. I think LeBron comes back. He's healthy. He's ready to go. All right. So um I'm kind of split between you guys. I think it all just rides on health. And I think if they're healthy, they're a champion. And if they're not, they're not. Um, I'm not worried about their time to jail. The, the, the nucleus of this team was the same as the nucleus of last year's team. They played many games together. They won a championship together. I think especially with pieces like LeBron and AD um, that are so, you know, such a focal point to their offense and defense, all the other players are, are already going to know 
what their roles are and what they're kind of moving into and what they're moving away from with those two being on the court. I think everybody else on that team understands that they're a supporting cast member. And I think that every other person on that team understands that they have to be a supporting cast member to win a championship. I'm not worried about it. I think all of this hinges on LeBron's health and AD's health. If those two guys are healthy, we're winning it all. And if not, we're not. Do you feel like AD looks healthy after seeing him last week? Um, I think it was a, a really small sample size. I mean, the guy playing under 10 minutes and didn't really get too much, too many, too many touches. Um, there weren't too many plays that were orchestrated for him. It seemed as if they were just putting him out there to test just to make sure that that cap and that Achilles is good. So um, I think it all, I think, I think this entire season, if I'm being even more candid, this entire season for the Lakers is on AD's calf or, or Achilles. Mm. I think that a lot of the future is on AD's Achilles because I feel like that, you know, this is being groomed to be his franchise after LeBron leaves. So I'm paying close attention to, you know, how he recovers from this. So we're going to see. All right. So moving on to the next topic, we're going to stay in Laker land. Jeannie Buss named off um, a Laker list of all time, you know, like an all time top five Laker Ooh. And um, there yeah. were some big omissions from the list. And one of, and one of the major additions that people were kind of upset about was LeBron being on the list. So um, how do you feel about her list? And uh, who's the bigger snuff, Jerry West we, or she? Do we have the list in there that, that she put? She said Magic. She Magic, said Kobe, Magic, Kobe, Kobe, Kareem. Magic, Magic Kobe, Kobe, Kareem. Magic, Kobe, Kareem. LeBron. Phil Jackson. Phil and Jackson LeBron. and LeBron. Okay, so that, okay, so go ahead. You going, you going first on this, Q? Yep. Uh, I definitely think Shaq was the bigger snub. I mean, let's just keep it trail. Like, this is no disrespect to Jerry West. Jerry West was a hell of a player. Jerry West went to nine NBA finals. Um, my thing with Jerry West, we hold it against other players. We're going to do it to Jerry West, too. He only won one. And the one that he won was once they got Wilt Chamberlain. So let's just, in fairness, let's put it all out there. Um, I don't think Phil Jackson should should have been on this list, but not because not because he's not deserving, but because I feel like you have to quantify who you're talking about. Right. Like it's unfair to compare GMs to players like let's be trill. The most important person in Laker history is Dr. Jerry Buss like that, that that might be the argument. He didn't make his he did that. Thank you. He didn't make his own daughter's top five list so she was also kind of fed the the answers like she got through the first three pretty quick and then got to you know and matt barnes and you know they were and i love matt barnes stephen jackson all the smoke that shit is dope uh but they were kind of feeding their answers i i don't know i just i don't read too much into this list but i guess if i'm saying who was the bigger snub shaq man i mean shaq was integral in in a major part of lakers history he's what brought it he was you know the second half of like the new Showtime Lakers and who like completely resurrected Lakerdom in the early 2000s. So, I mean, I think between the two, I think Shaq is the guy and I'm sticking to it. Oh boy. I don't know how Phil Jackson makes this list. That's just weird to me. Like, I don't mean, I know that he's a coach and I get that, but you have to quantify if you're going to put him on there. You have to you have to quantify him and Shaq at the same time because they won together. And there's no way he's more important than Shaq. Like I just don't see how Shaq doesn't make it. like Shaq. 
is arguably like one of the most important Lakers ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just for so many reasons. And if you don't get Shaq, then the Lakers don't, they don't do what they did in the nineties, early two thousands. So I feel like you can miss a real big gap of history. If you don't have Shaq. Now, if you don't have, like if you put Kobe and Shaq on that team with me and like us coaching them, they're still, they can still win. They can still be great. And I'm not taking anything away from Phil Jackson, but you can't leave, you cannot take Shaq off that list. Like I just, he is Superman and he is so beloved to, to Lakerland. So yeah, I, I just, I feel like he was definitely snuffed more, even though Jerry West is the whole logo on the NBA. And I get that, but nah, man, Shaq Diesel. Nah, bro. Nah, I can't do it. All right. So Shaq was obviously the biggest omission from the list. Um, he meant a lot to 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 Laker Nation. And I, I echo your sentiments, Snowboy. Um, I think my biggest issue with her list is the fact of, that she included LeBron. LeBron's been a Laker for two years, won one ring. There are a lot of Lakers that are a lot more decorated than him in a yeah. jersey. Yeah, you're right. You're that right. was a fucking political move. And I don't even understand why. LeBron James is basically locked in until the end of his fucking career. What are we playing political games for? And then as well, if you're going to include a coach and put Phil Jackson, why not Pat Riley? Pat Riley won five championships with the Lakers, and I can make every single argument to, to combat the, the idea, or I can make every single argument to assure the idea that his championships are way more impactful. Right. So you're coming off of Lakers getting their ass kicked by the Celtics in the 60s and the early 70s, kind of going fucking dark through the 70s. Then all of a sudden you acquire Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You draft Magic Johnson. You draft James Worthy a couple years later. You go and you beat these Celtics teams, which you have to understand coming off of the 60s and the red hour back Celtics, we fucking hated them. So to go into win three championships against the Celtics in the 80s and then beat other teams like that great fucking um, Sixers team, these these were some impactful championships and some of the reasons why you even had the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and you had the, the, they built what was a dynasty. The Lakers had never been a dynasty before this. And I don't think people understand that. So, even with the Phil Jackson, you know, uh, entry, I just, I gotta, I just gotta take him off the list. I gotta put Pat Riley there. I think that their accolades as Lakers were pretty similar. Um, and Pat Riley to me is, uh, is, is more of the DNA of the Lakers than Phil Jackson. Bro, when you said that, I want to piggyback a little bit on that. With Pat Riley, bro, is he not arguably the greatest basketball mind of all time? When you think about what he's done over the entire career, what he's done with the Lakers, and then what he ended up doing with the Heat, like, that motherfucker has done a lot of shit. Like, I don't know, like, what mind can you put over his for all that he has done to the game? I feel like he he might be a little underrated or or not shouted out. I think when you compare Phil and Pat's entire career, there's an argument to say that Phil's the greatest because his numbers are there, right? Really? Yeah, I mean, Phil won 11 championships. Yeah. But he also had Michael Jordan. That's a big... Le- I mean, hey, man, Pat Riley had freaking Magic Johnson. Come on, Rupert, man. Bar, Dwayne, Everybody, every great, every great always has more greats, man. That LeBron James, Chris Bosh. So you're taking Phil Jackson as a better, a better basketball mind than Pat Riley? 
overall, but where this question is about the Lakers, if you're right talking up. about in a late, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm just saying, just this is a separate conversation. Yeah. Like, I might Pat, like, who do you think if you had to do a versus of, of the career of Pat Riley versus Phil Jackson, who would you take? I'm going with Phil. Yo, that just gave me a fucking idea. Hmm. We should do athlete versus. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Yo, and like oh, their careers. If you're watching this, tell Yo. me if you want to see this in the comments. An wow, athlete versus. That could versus. be fire. That could I'm, be fire. I'm down to do it. All right, okay. so moving on to baseball, and I'm pretty sure you included this for Q. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, nigga, I'm a smoke while he talk about this shit. <laughs> so is Jacob the Grum the best player in sports right now? And if he's not that, is he the best player in baseball? And what are your expectations for mm. the Mets? Um, I think I'm going to go first on this one, Q, because um, I'm pretty sure you have a lot more to spill than I do. So, no, I do not think he's the best player in sports right now. Um, and I think it's questionable as whether or not he's the best player in baseball. I am he struck of, 15 uh, motherfuckers out, though. No, no, no. He's done actually more than that. He's actually had 100 and some at bat and have struck out over 50 of them. God so, damn. He said he, he, he had 15 strikes out, strikeouts in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Out. I'm yeah. not saying that it's not crazy. So I'm just yeah. going to preface where my opinion comes from. Is he is he doing amazing things right now? Absolutely. Is he doing some some stuff that we're going to look back at and scratch our heads in the future? Absolutely. But I'm one of these guys that if I'm going to put you at the top, 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 especially of sports, I got to have a longer proof of concept. Like, like this is great for this season, but let's be real. You know, Jacob DeGrum has not been doing this for multiple years. Um, I don't think he's done this. Oh, ever. that's not true. I mean, he's never struck out 15 guys in a game. He's never struck <laughs> out 50 out of 100, 100 and like five at bats. That's insane. No, he's, never he's, done kept, he's, he's kept it very close. Yeah, I mean, he's very he has, close. He has, very close. I still don't think I can call him the best player in sports. It's really hard for me to put him against – it's, no, it's I get that. Hard to put him above Mookie Betts. It's hard for me to put him above LeBron James. It's hard for me to put him above certain guys in sports. If we're just no. talking sports, so no, um, I just need a longer, you know, proof of concept from him. Um, in regard to the Mets, oh, best player in baseball, I think he's second to Mookie Betts. Um, and if we're talking about the Mets, uh, I think they're probably a, a wild card exit this year. Go ahead, Q. Talk yeah, to us, Q. Um, I got nothing for this take. No, nah, so so <laughs> so what he's doing right now is historic, right? Let me also put this into perspective. His ERA, which for Doe and for those who don't know, is earn run average. That is how many runs you give up over a span of nine innings. They you got an earned ribeye average. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All that. You know what I mean? But but the earn run average that he has right now is 0.3. Like, Damn, I know that that's, that's good. That's on that means he's allowing 0.3 runs a game. It's not possible. It's just it's it just gives you an an overview of how many runs he's actually allowing. Yes, the, the one run and then go ten games and then score one and then go ten. Right. Games. That's that's how that's how it's looking for him. Yeah. Um. He right now is performing at a historic level. Jacob DeGrom has been a great pitcher in, in baseball for the last, you know, handful of years. He's always in the Cy Young conversation for the National League. And he his stuff is absolutely nasty, and he throws gas, like gas, bro. But his team sucks. The Mets suck. Not this year. 
they're nine and eight. They're a five hundred team. I'll be all right. They played a really weak division. They suck. But the Mets, the Mets have underachieved ever since, um, ever since the Madoff incident with the Mets and how they have to continue to pay niggas out 10, 15 years after they no longer even play for the franchise. But, oh, bro, we'll talk about that another time. That's a wild story. But, no, I mean, is he the best player in sports? No. He's not even the best player in baseball. I mean, again, you you can't play, you know, you can't pitch four games, which is all he's pitched this year. And and be the best player in sports and in, in anything. That's not fair. And on top of that, Trevor Bauer for the Dodgers doesn't have something that Jacob DeGrom has, which is a loss. So honestly, I could care less. He he's he's two and one. He's got two wins on the year and a loss. That shows his team, reflects his team. The Mets are trash. They're not going to be very good. And that's too bad because they have some real talent on that squad, but they will be a 500 team all year, and you just can't get it done when you're winning. 70 80 games in in baseball that's just not how it works bro so i got mike trout still number one that man is bananas and playing out of his mind his ops is like 1300 something crazy uh and then mookie Betts, and then jacob Degrom. right now as far as baseball rankings for myself i got trout number two but i i hear you um all right so curveball from doughboy oh shit who is the greatest basketball player to live that never won a ring? Oh boy. Mm. I thought about this and I gave it some thought because it's a it's a couple of people that that didn't get one. The first that really comes to mind is Iverson, because I think everything that he did and his overall impact on the game is super dope. But then I'm super torn too about Charles Barkley. Cause I feel like Charles Barkley was really like, and he like represented for big niggas too. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like he ran the league and like just the way that he, like his game kind of like revolutionized shit. So overall though, I think all things considered, I'd, I'd pick Allen Iverson as the greatest player to never run a ring. Q. I felt like this was a no brainer and I'm shocked that Doe didn't mention this person. Cause I feel like this is an easy conversation. It's Carl Malone. What? Uh- Mm. Malone, as far as the stats are concerned, bro, as far as the bro games played points, rebounds, like for this man to be as high on all of these lists as he is higher than Allen Iverson, higher than Charles Barkley, (laughs) higher than fucking Elgin Baylor. Yeah. On on the on the list of information of numbers that I'm not saying preference try. I'm saying on no if we talking numbers, if we talk about men lie, women Reggie lie. Reggie Miller numbers, never got one either though. Reggie Miller was lit. Wait, 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 wait. So if we go back to numbers, Carl Malone might have him in totals. But if it comes right. to averages, Elgin Baylor averaged more points and rebounds than Carl Malone. Oh sure. Sure, Nigga. sure, but over a shorter span of time. So I mean, yeah, you can I, weigh I that you. for I, you can I, weigh I, that for what it is. You no, can I weigh that, that for what it is, I, I, right? I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that. Like, I, I respect the, the point totals, rebound yeah. totals. Yes, because he played for nineteen seasons. If you look at a career, if you look, if you go in the Naismith Hall of Fame and you look at the top ten numbers in all of these major categories, Carl Malone is on a lot of he's them. So, yeah, so, so that's all I'm saying. That's what for me, it's Carl Malone. 100%. All right, so that was my very, 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 very like fucking near second pick. That was my one B was Carl Malone. 
By 1A is the guy that you mentioned in Intelligent Baylor. And the reason why is because he averaged 27 and 13 and a half his entire career. He arguably was the first LeBron James. He was the first big wing guy to just be out there dominating shit. Um, he also retired the same year. Yeah, that the yeah. And, and, and so R.I.P., he actually passed away just like a month ago. So yeah. R.I.P. to Elton yeah. Baylor. But that has always made me feel some kind of way. He retired at the very beginning of the 71-72 season, and that team yep. went on to fucking win a championship. He shouldn't yep. even be on this list. Even if he was an old bum that was just riding out his contract, he could at least have a ring. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So um, I got to give it to Elgin Baylor. All right, so oh. one more curveball that you guys did not see coming. Oh, shit. No oh, shit. <laughs> shit. All right, um, Doughboy. Yeah. If Patrice O'Neal was a basketball player, who would he be? I'm going to your I'm going to your side of things with the comedy. Q, you're okay. not getting the same question. Okay. Oh, I figured I wasn't. Um <laughs> if Patrice O'Neal was a basketball player, I'd call him LeBron James. He just can do everything. Like he's like like Patrice kids, he didn't really have any flaws in his stand-up. Like he could just do anything. Like he didn't have just like a set kind. Like he wasn't just dope to urban audiences or you know what I'm saying. Like he could just make everybody laugh. So he was just like the ultimate like chameleon. Like I felt like LeBron is. So yeah, if, if Patrice O'Neal was an NBA player, I definitely would have him as LeBron James. Q. If you, oh. as R&B singer, was a basketball player, who would you be? And I'm going to put a caveat. This player's prime had to be in the 80s or 90s. Oh, okay. Damn, that was uh, a curveball with a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like these. All right. <laughs> no, that's a very good one. I, I had a pick, but then you said it had to be 80s and 90s. Okay. Uh, huh. I want to know who your original pick was to after you give me the 80s and 90s person. Okay, well, my my original pick, because I'm just thinking like story, right? And stuff like that is uh Sean Livingston. Oh, okay. The Solid so, huge prospect. Right. Huge prospect, came out huge prospect. Went through some shit myself. Try, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Went through some shit. What was told it wasn't gonna happen, came back. Champion. Mm. Who's your 80s, 90s guy now? Spud Webb. Oh, nice. Underrated. Don't fuck with him. Mm. Okay. All right. Fire. I like right, that. Y'all got a curveball for me or are we getting out of here? Oh. I'm I'm high. <laughs> you high? I can okay. see. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got a really good one. I Go got ahead. a really good one. Yeah. If, if De La Soul mm. was uh, an era like of a like a like a dynasty in a sport, like if you could compare him to the two thousands Lakers, or if you could compare him to another something like that, who De La Soul in the like for what they are to hip hop is who is what dynasty in sports? Any sport? Ooh, that's fine. It could be baseball. I'm a huge. Football, basketball, 
I got this easy. Magic, Kareem, and Worthy. Ooh. That's easy. Is that Showtime? Is that considered Showtime? Yeah, Showtime. Yeah. Clippers, Magic, That's Kareem, and Worthy. If it, De La Soul is great for the soul. They're fun to watch. They're oh, they're always in the party crate. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yep. And they fucking put numbers on the board and they won championships in their heyday. Hey, you know, let me give a special shout out to De La Soul too. Their record stakes is high. Yep. Might be on my Mount Rushmore of my favorite songs of all time. And I, oh, I'm talking about across all genres. I I may have listened to that song more than any other song in hip hop. Because that record with the beat and the bars like that record is one of the most inspirational records. And I remember hearing it like 20 years ago and I can still listen to it today. So shout out to De La Soul for making timeless music. And I'm gonna I'm give him a personal shout out. I actually got a chance to tour with them a little bit. And wow, so, yeah. Um, yep. um, I, I That's never, why I asked. Yeah, I never really built a crazy bond with Pasta Noose, but salute to him. Um, but on a more personal note, Maceo and Dave, salute to y'all. Appreciate um, all the great work over the years. So, um, fellas, introduce yourselves. Man, this has been your boy, Del Boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm over here high with my guys, and it's been a good time. Hey. He is known as Mary Kate and Ashley Dosen because he's seeing double. I, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I'm EQ. You know what it is. We out. And my name is Triune. Once again, make sure to comment, like, subscribe, and we will be hitting y'all with a new episode at the end of the week. One last thing. One last thing. Oh, shit. I'm all about manifesting things and speaking things into existence and never being scared to say them in the moment. So oh. while we are on the topic of day loss, so I'm going to put two things into the universe right now about the good brothers of De La Soul. Okay. One, I would like to see a biopic about De La Soul and how they got their come up and all of that. Love and that. I would like to write it if it's not being written. So I'm gonna just put that out in the universe because that's just how I'm feeling today. All right, well, the universe is working because I might have a contact for you. Come right. on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's All been right, worth it. next time.